0: Welcome to my travel podcast, Lights of Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. I'm so excited about my passenger today. She is one of the most successful singer-songwriters ever. She's a Spice Girl and her critically acclaimed eponymous new album has given me life. Buckle up and hold on to your complimentary nuts. It's Melanie C. This is the final boarding call for passengers. Melanie C. I repeat, this is the final boarding call. Melanie C. Thank
1: you, Melanie. Safe. Welcome hey. to flying, Alan. Hell. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've got oh. that kind of, you know, anxiety before a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you know that <laughs> nervousness, nervousness in your tummy.
0: Have you got your passport?
1: Oh, I've got. Do you know what I do? I because I travel so much. Of Normally, mm. you know, with work, I can sometimes be travelling, be back and forward to the airport at least mm. once a week. And I always check my passport about three times. I'm completely paranoid of picking up the wrong one. (laughs) And I was rushing out of the house a couple of years back, just before Christmas, going to do some shows actually. And I got to Heathrow and uh, the guy goes to me, this isn't you. No. And I picked up my daughter's passport. And I was thinking, there's no way on earth I've made this mistake because I know I, you know, compulsively check it three times. Oh. Got mail. (laughs) (laughs) But I picked up the wrong passport, and because it was Christmas, it was dead busy. I couldn't get a courier. No. Anyway, Uber to the rescue, and they, yeah, there was someone at home, thankfully.
0: sure you could have said, come on, I'm Melanie C, love. This is my passport pointing at your face.
1: Well, I have. I've done that when I've had my little girl, because we've got different surnames. I never married her dad. Okay. And there's this thing, I know a lot of mums out there Mm. do have different... Surnames to their of course, kids. So, the 90s. Yeah, it's a bit of a... It's the 90s now.
0: No, I always say that because that's where I started saying it, but I can't be bothered to move on with right. it. It's the 90s, chill out. It's actually 2021.
1: You know <laughs> I, was qu- I was quite concerned then because <laughs> I thought, Is it so-? well, I'm still in a trackie. Yeah, you Everyone's are. Everyone's in a trackie <laughs> these I, days.
0: I can't wear anything that's not elasticated waist.
1: Well, I was thinking about, you know, when the whole COVID thing ends and we go out there, we have to wear proper clothes. And then I thought, but I've never worn proper clothes. What am I worried for?
0: <laughs> yeah. You've been dressing for this pandemic for decades.
1: 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the saga. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I get to the gate sometimes and I have my little girl with me and you have to show their passport and, you know, different things they want to see. And I didn't have, oh, the passport, obviously, and the birth certificate. And one time I didn't have her birth certificate to prove because my name's on the birth certificate. And I just said, Google me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're not no. very impressed at no, no. uh, passport control in Germany when you say Google me. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not going to well. go down not going to go down
0: I'm afraid you have to have the right passport, even if you are a Spice Girl. Now, we're talking about holidays. It's a travel podcast. Now, we've sort of been on holiday together-ish.
1: <gasps> Friday Night Project. Oh, my, where were we? Magaluf? Was it Magaluf or Benidorm? It was... What Mallorca, so that's Magaluf, isn't must it? must be Magaluf.
0: Yeah, yeah. We,
1: we played crazy golf.
0: But hey, listen, you've probably wiped this out of your memory, but me, oh my God, singing Baby When You're Gone with you in the EastEnders yeah. Park. And I was like, oh my God, I'm singing with Melanie C like this. And then I was like, oh, wow, amazing. And then I looked up, there's this massive picture of Wellard above the fireplace. And you're like,
1: oh, <laughs> slightly
0: fat
1: <laughs> pat. There was, it, was it surreal? Oh my goodness. Do you know what? You have brought memory back there because we have had quite a few crazy moments. We have. Did but we gay crash I, that I, wedding? I, when we get, well, you didn't gay crash. You were invited. We'd had a few tipples, have <laughs> not we? And you were like, come with me. And I was thinking, this is such a great idea. Spice Girl, gay crash in a wedding. But I was on the dance floor. I think we were dancing yeah. to Madonna with the bride. Yes, yes. And I started sobering up thinking, what am
0: I doing? Where am I? You made a day. You made a day.
1: Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but in hindsight, I was like, you don't want to upstage the bride, do you? Yeah. A Spice Girl walking in, <laughs> but as long as she, you know, she oh. was happy about it. Oh
0: my God! The perfect good. wedding gift ever. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was like we'd done the show together, have not we? We said, "Oh, let's yeah. go and have a bevy," and then yeah, you know, blah blah. Next thing you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> helping myself to slice the wedding cake as I go out. <laughs> right now, listen, Travel. Now, I can't believe it. You went round Latin America with a load of drag queens. Mm. Now, this sounds like the plot of a carry-on film. Now, tell me about this, because you're promoting Melanie C. Yeah. Your amazing new album. So, tell me, how much fun did you have? It sounds like a scream. Oh,
1: my goodness. Well, 2019 was the most incredible year. Yeah. We did the Spice Girls Stadium show, Which
0: I came to with Adele. I'll just pick that name off the floor.
1: Oh, that night was crazy, wasn't it? That was our last night at Wembley Stadium. Oh, it was the best. It was the best. Well, I remember going back to my dressing room because obviously that night you've got loads of friends in, loads of family, loads of celebs, and Adele, and you were there that night. So I was, like, dead busy in the bar, like, going round, seeing everybody. And I went back to my dressing room, like, a few hours after the show. My dressing room, Mm -hmm. my personal (laughs) dressing room, and on the floor is Mel B, Jess Glynn, and Adele. (laughs) Eating my crisps off my rider. And I'm like, hang on a minute, girls. Why are you here? So I sat down, joined in, of course, and my little girl was there as well, actually. It was quite late into the night now. And, you know, the the conversation it was a very fun conversation, mm. but I just thought yeah, I think I need to take my daughter out at this point. <laughs> but um, we had a lot of fun. That was an amazing night. Wasn't it just the best? But a week after mm. that, I'm on a float going down Paulista Avenue in Sao Paulo with mm. my drag queens yeah. at Pride. Yeah. And it was it was just incredible. I was exhausted but <clears throat> exhilarated. Yeah, you of know? course. Yeah. I think adrenaline got me through those months. Mm. But I had my gorgeous drag queens with me from Sink the Pink. And <laughs> one of my best memories of that tour was getting to the float, because it was already moving yeah. through the parades. Why
0: you- do gays love a float?
1: Gays love a float, don't
0: they? Basically, it's a truck. Now, you'd never get me on a truck, but put a bit of glitter and
1: <laughs> tinsel whatever that. Yeah, float. Yeah. I'll get on that and sing. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. It's very, very bizarre. But this, I mean, you know what the Brazilians are like. Oh, they love a party, don't right? Don't they just... This pride is insane. There was over three million people on the street. So we had to get onto this float through this crowd of people. And the queens were my security. It was the most (laughs) surreal experience, but so brilliant. And I remember like looking out and I'd already spoken to the queen saying things like this. We had, I think, a 45-minute show. But it just goes by in a flash. And all of my experiences with the girls, we've got to this point where we're like, you know what, this is going to fly. Let's just really take it all in. The Mm. sights, the sounds, let's make eye contact, you know, really enjoy it. And I'd said that to to the queens. And at one point I'm singing To Become One. I'm at the front of the float. I'm looking out over all of these incredible people. And I've got my pride flag. And I just took it all in and I thought, wow, you know what? This is actually on a par with Wembley Stadium. And the spice Girls. Really? Yeah, wow. it was insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. it was so good. And we went all over the Great. world actually. We I love mm. Prides as well. It's such yeah. a it's such a crazy event because you know they're often charity events. Yes. yes, And yes. everywhere you go, it's completely different. Mm. So you can have some like really incredible all oh, bells and whistles. Yeah. We were at World Pride in Times Square, New yeah. York, and that was insane. It was uh, it was just absolutely incredible. Mm. And then you go to somewhere, you know, I won't say any more specific, but you can. You, we went back to Europe yeah. and we did a few which were like village fates. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> you just, and that's what I love about it as well. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Now,
0: the weird thing about Pride is with me, I, I was a bit snooty about Pride, believe it or not. And I was, but I feel we've recently, with some of the homophobia that's going around the country and the last couple of Prides, I've gone to London Prime or when you could you know what I mean because I really felt like I need to support the community and it sounds very trying it sounds like love is love but when you know there's people out there who don't like you and don't want you to have equality then that's when it does become important, you know yeah, what I mean. So I was like, I've really thrown myself into it. I said, like, right, I'm going to go and support this. Not snooty, that's the wrong way. But I do, oh, no, do, I don't do I want to be mean. there like that? But I feel I have to be there. Yeah. And it's lovely that you support us. Do you too. know what?
1: I think it's really interesting. Like, You know, like everything in life, there's good and bad. And I've loved seeing the the Pride community grow and yeah. the support for the community yeah. grow as well. But sometimes. I I feel like there's a bit of bandwagoning. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of companies get on board, you know, maybe because it looks good and they're selling yeah. their little, you know, pride T shirts and you just mm. think how much of that is actually going yes, to this of really important yeah. cause. But what I've loved, I played Brighton um that year as well, twenty nineteen. And what I've noticed, because I've played it. You know, I've played prides all over the world as a solo artist mm. for many years, and then working with Sync the Pink and like really getting to work very closely with the community has been amazing and a real eye opener for me. But what I've loved is I've seen the crowd change. Mm. You know, from when it was predominantly you know the LGBTQ plus community yeah. to now, you see families. You know, you see kids, and I think you know my daughter's twelve, and these kids have such a different appreciation. Of people being different. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's a real acceptance, which I'm really proud of yeah, my daughter and, yeah. and her generation, really, because they're just, they're so open. They're like, yeah, and, you know, someone's yeah. gay, someone's trans. It's like, yeah, and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they just think, wow, this is such a refreshing change yeah. to
0: see. I think my uh, my friend Cherry was telling me with her daughter, she, when she moved to Brighton, you know, and she said she was behind like um, a big trucker dressed as a nun, you know, with. Um... <laughs> And he was at the cash point and no one
1: batted No an one batted But that's an the island. way it should be. It's brilliant. And I got
0: my money out in the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, you see the most wonderful things. And I think it is that real coming together. And I say, again, like working with Sink the Pink. It's just, it's such an education to me, you know, I've learned so much and uh, and I, I feel, I really feel part of the community, you know, I'm proud yeah. to be an ally, yeah. but I think it's something everybody can feel they're a part of.
0: With your new album, Melanie C, when yeah. are you touring with that, has it been postponed? Because... My stand up tour has been postponed four times. It's so frustrating. I'm gagging to get out there, and I know you just love performing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a weird time for me now because the album came out, I can't even remember when it came out. It came, my first single came out about two weeks into the first lockdown in 2020. And so I've been kept really busy. Being online has been amazing, you know, I've been Mm. able to reach out to fans, have that connection, I've released I think four or five singles, we made Mm. videos, and that was all great, but now is the time when I'd be going out, I'd be going out Mm. there on the road, so my tour has been postponed, I was due out April, May 21, um, which has been pushed back to Jan, Feb 22. So it's a long way. It's a long time to wait, isn't it? I know,
0: it? I know. It's frustrating, isn't it? Mm. I'm trying to describe it, really, because they said you you being you, but I, it feels a very defiant album, Who I Am, Blame It On Me. It mm. sounds like
1: you've got yeah. no more
0: fucks to give. Well, you know what? There's can been... I say fuck on my own podcast?
1: You can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> this album feels like a new beginning really yeah. I've worked with a whole new team of people which always gives you a bit of a kick up the bum doesn't it yeah. really refreshes yeah. things and it gave me a new energy and yeah I think I feel braver and that comes with age as well doesn't yeah. it Yeah. so I was working with wonderful people I've worked with before like Biff Richard Stanard who did lots of Spice Girls stuff with us and I've also been introduced to lots of new um, writers and producers like Bill and Ted and One Bit and uh, Future Cut, And it just gave me this opportunity to, like, feel really comfortable with people I know so I could, like, you know, really delve into my emotions and feelings. Yeah, yeah. But just have this fresh new energy as well. So I love this album. It's been received so well. Yeah. It's quite dancey, you know. I've been DJing yeah. for a couple of years and really rekindled that love of dancing. music. Overload
0: is my favourite.
1: Is you it? You can't not
0: move to that.
1: I love it too. I can't wait to do that on stage. <laughs> yes. I did a live stream back it's in funky. October. It's so it funky. is funky. It's got a nice little bass line, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. 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 So well, that's
0: no. Yeah, that just sounded like I was constipated. <laughs> 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 This is your captain speaking. The seatbelt sign is now on. Hold on to your hand. So, listen, what are you like on holiday? Do you go there? This OK, this is how I'm going to put it to you. Yeah. Are you like you in the I turn to you video where you're up a podium, gyrating, or is it more never be the same again? Bit on a treadmill, bit of Tai Chi. Which one is you? <laughs>
1: Well, I'm a bit of both, I think. But I have this thing, I think like many people, we all work so hard, don't we, and we're mm. dead busy. When you go on holiday, it's really hard to wind down, yeah. isn't it? So it takes a few days to get into it, of doesn't it? And then you have that real lovely period when you just feel really chilled, mm. you're having a lovely time, yeah. you know, your lovely meals, your lovely wine. Mm. Is it? Is it time for a drink yet? <laughs> and then... <laughs> Towards the end of the holiday, you start thinking about going home, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, And yeah. you start winding back up again. And you
0: feel your neck tightening yeah, up. and the
1: shoulders start yeah. raising, <laughs> oh. don't they? So I'd say there is that lovely, like, that kind of middle period of a holiday when I really let my hair down and have a yeah. great time. But, yeah, the, the beginning and the end are kind of a little bit more anxiety ridden. Mm, yeah. Mm.
0: And um, do you do the sightseeing or are you just laying by the beach with a pile of books? Do you take books, podcasts? What do you do? Mm.
1: It's a good opportunity to listen to music i yeah. find lying there. It's tricky. It has been tricky for the last decade or so because my daughter's been quite young. Yes. Mum, come in the pool. <laughs> come in the pool. <laughs> All mums out there will identify with That's this.
0: That's exactly what Jessie Ware was saying when we had her on,
1: you know. You know, and it's you're just cold. You just want to be warm. <laughs> You know, sometimes when we get further into talking about holidays, there's somewhere that's going to come up that I know you've been to too, and yeah, you just never How worn do you know there.
0: This? Have well, i have not been banned, am I?
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, No, what? With <laughs>
0: there's not a there's not a poster of me in the foyer with a red. <laughs> when you
1: arrive at the airport,
0: <laughs> most
1: wanted. Interpol? Um, no, 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 no! It's social media. We know everything about oh, everyone now, don't we? Because
0: I'm Tom Allen on here, and I said, "Oh, did you ever find your luggage in San Francisco? How do you know that?" I said, "It's on your Instagram, but <laughs> if I've nicked it, As if I've nicked it." <laughs> we give too much away on Insta, i tell you that. I
1: know, it's... Yeah. People
0: looking in the background, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could tell them, about like, the meaning of life, but they're truly looking at what you book. I want. I wanted to put stuff like a sex toy or a gun in the background just to get people oh, really yeah, talking. yeah, because
1: they do, don't they? Yeah, what's in the background?
0: Yeah. So where's this place that apparently I've been to? Come on. Mykonos. Oh, I love Mykonos. Yeah, but as you know, the price of Whispering Angels has gone too far up.
1: Well, I had probably one of my most fabulous holidays, because it's so fabulous, it's fabulous. isn't it? It's, yes. it's beyond fabulous. But it's so windy. <laughs> and it never stops. And no one told me that. So even though the weather's beautiful, you're always a bit chilly yeah. and your hair's a mess. But then they have that nudist beach there. And I mean, they are brave because
0: it is quite. Weird. The and body's do... there. Though. Oh, I know. Aye, aye,
1: aye. I tell you what, one of my favourite days was Jackie O's.
0: Oh, I love Jackie it's O's. It's fabulous,
1: isn't it? And do you know what I love
0: about there? Because it goes from drag, doesn't it? But there's not a big announcement that it's drag. And then the, the drag show starts. You're sitting there. You've probably had a few, too many roses. I'm like, Paul, look at that ugly woman. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> Then, you know, and then, oh, my God, then she's dancing like Tina Turner, but she's got the red leather dress on Tina Turner. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a drag show. (laughs) You have to tell me. (laughs) But Mykonos is, yes, something else. It's so good. But then, you know, Santorini, have you ever been there? I
1: haven't. That's the other side. It's It's very peaceful
0: and chilled and lovely, yeah. Yeah. That
1: might be a bit more of me these days.
0: (laughs) You grew up in Whiston.
1: Well, I was born in Whiston Hospital. Yeah. And I lived there for, I think, maybe a couple of years, first yeah. two years of my life. But then I, I moved around a bit, actually. My mum and dad divorced when I was about three. And I was in Runcorn, a little place. It's uh, just outside, kind of in between Liverpool I know and Runcorn, Manchester. Runcorn, love. Ooh. What is it, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're set in Runcorn. <laughs> and then I ended up in Witness when I was about eight, which yeah. is just over, there's a bridge just over the Mersey. And um, yeah, that's where I kind of, my formative years, shall we say. Yeah, but where do
0: you go on holiday if, you, uh, if you're in that area?
1: Well, Scouse Riviera.
0: Isn't oh. it real
1: planted now? Oh yeah,
0: I've been to real. Yeah. Is all that, those, those other dinosaur places? parks still there. Those fake dinosaurs. I have
1: no idea. My sister actually lives very close to London now. Oh right. Yeah. But I was lucky as a kid because my dad was a holiday rep. Wow. Yeah. So I used to spend the whole six week holiday either in France or Spain. Result, love. I know, love isn't result. it? Yeah, it was incredible. I used to love it, and um, yeah, it was it was so different. Like to all my mates, you'd just go away for two weeks, and I'd be like off. Packing yeah. me bags, oh, six weeks in the sun, yeah.
0: Because you know what, because I was going to ask you about this, because I was filming these uh, game shows up in Manchester, and camping fever, nothing's open, and, you know, I love Manchester so much, but when the shops aren't open, no bars and clubs, mm. you know. So we went to Crosby Beach, you know, where Anthony yeah. Gormley and all the, the... Yeah. It was meant to be really eerie, and we are like that, and then someone had put, like, a football shirt on some of them, it sort of did spoil <laughs> it a bit, because you're like, oh... <laughs> Everton (laughs) supporters a bit too far out. Um.
1: It's amazing there though, isn't it? It's so great. I was there, um, yeah, last year in the summer, I went home in between our lockdowns and uh, we've got friends that live there. So yeah, it is, it's an incredible place, yeah.
0: Because I thought you lived in Weston because I love that Willie Russell was also
1: born there, and
0: then you did Blood
1: Brothers. Oh, well, I didn't realise he was born there. Yes,
0: because I looked he... at the alumni, and oh. I went, all the things
1: to talk about. I went, weird oh, where's that? And
0: I didn't know whether you might have known the family, and that's what made you do Blood Brothers. No.
1: Well, I think everyone did Blood Brothers at school, didn't they? I think it was part of the curriculum at one point. In the 80s, it yeah. was.
0: Yeah, why didn't I do it? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Oh. Or maybe it was a Liverpool thing? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's it's been taught in schools quite a lot. Oh, that's a good question. That's a fantastic question. You'd be perfect at that. Do you, think, do you not think I'm a bit too old now?
0: Oh, um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> what, oh, so I was about to say,
0: I was about to say, oh, they can CGI you, but then that makes you look like you're so old that they'd have to use CGI.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? In in theatre, you can get away with murder. When I did Blood Brothers, I think my son was older than me. So, you know, when he was supposed to be seven, he was like, you know, in his (laughs) thirties. Sorry about that. Theatre, darling. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You love the theatre, don't you? I
1: do love the theatre. The thing about the theatre is I think because when I was young Mm. and I did lots of performing arts at school and I went to shows when they came into town and it's just that magical of an audience yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it and then just having the opportunity to to do Blood, blood Brothers in the West End yeah. and then I did Jesus Christ Superstar which was yeah which I came tour. to see as yeah, well that and was then amazing, I saw that
0: new thing um, I don't know how to love him and then when you sang that at Shepherd's Bush remember
1: oh, that yeah. oh it was so good so yeah. good that's such a beautiful song. It really is. It's an incredible show, actually, and I think doing that was so fun for me because you know before doing any theatre, I'd done everything with the Spice Girls, so I'd done arenas and I'd you know done a couple yeah. of stadiums and stuff. So to take musical theatre into an arena was just like a really you yeah. know a lovely you know comfortable place. For no, me. it was
0: great and yeah. such a big space. You did you felt you were really into the mm. story. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Do you know what? You're one of those people. I was saying to someone, "You, whenever I'm pissed, you always seem to be there." And you must sing am I ever sober? <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Do you remember at that gig with Ben Ben Forster, who was Jesus Christ? Which gig? What, was it? Was it the Killers?
1: Oh my God, that's how drunk I was. I can't even remember at Hyde Park. Oh my goodness! No, was it? Wasn't it? Oh. No, no, no. That was. It was. Carol King, now? Oh, it was Carol. It was King. Carol King. The Killers, Carol King. I wonder
0: why she wasn't singing any of the songs yeah. I was requesting.
1: Oh, Branson Flowers has let <laughs> himself go a <laughs> bit. Yeah.
0: Mr. Brightside, and she's like, <laughs> Carol King will not be performing any of the Killers' hits tonight. Thank you. So listen, tell us when you're on holiday. Now, I know we all live in a world of austerity and no one wants to hear it, but I want hotel indulgence. I want vulgarity. What have you stayed at where you are? And I don't want this. Oh, I've got a chocolate on my pillow. I want proper... What's your biggest extravagance at a hotel where you've gone, wow, because you live in hotels, you're such a grafter. you tour all over the world.
1: It's true. The best thing about really, really fancy hotels is when someone else is paying. Oh, yes. (laughs) When you're there and you're working, so people know you're in town, often the hotel, this never happens when you're on your holidays, Mm -hmm. but if you're there working, they want to impress you. Mm -hmm. So they always upgrade you you know so you go to like really amazing suites I had this suite again in Switzerland funnily enough I have to remember the name of the hotel but um it was like I think it was really big in the 70s like loads of big stars had stayed there but they've recently done it up and it's really zhuzhi. there's like the the top floors decorated completely differently for a different kind of clientele um but I had this suite and it was I mean, you you could, like, run around in it.
0: Yeah, It was
1: ridiculous. couple of bedrooms, a big, like, boardroom, dining room, Mm. you know, fully kitted out kitchen. Mm. And that had an amazing bath, actually. Massive bath, like, takes about a week to fill it.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, that's the trouble with those baths? You think, oh, I'll have a bath, and then you're like, oh, I'll have it Wednesday.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what bothers me a lot about these, you know, and this is being really spoilt now, when you've got a big hotel suite like that, and you you turn up, Mm. and they've got the classical music playing... Haven't they? And they've got all the lights on everywhere, and you can never figure out how to turn it all off. Can you? <laughs> That's you know, right, yeah. sometimes, especially when you're knackered, when you're touring, oh. and you just get in your hotel, and you just want to go to bed, you want a bath, and you want to go to bed, and you're up for like half an hour trying to figure out the, the lighting <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Just give me a switch.
0: <laughs> I stayed at one where the TV was behind the. um. A picture. No one ever told me. I thought, like, what a shit room. There's
1: not even a telly. And then as I leave, they go... Nye-nye. I mean, it felt very James Bond, but... I've got quite a funny telly story. I remember being in a really swish hotel. I think it was in Rome. It was definitely Italy. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear this talking. And I thought, is it coming through the vent? Where's it coming from? <laughs> and, um... I actually rang down and I complained, and and then I realised. I didn't know, but you know, the bottom of your bed sometimes they have one of those tellies that rises up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And the telly was on in there. Oh, no. And I'd been having a go at the people on the front desk (laughs) because people were talking in the corridor. (laughs) And it was my telly the old time. Never mind.
0: To the lady shouting Zig Zig R drunkenly in row C, can you please be quiet? Do you ever complain?
1: Do you know what? I'm not a complainer. Um my partner does enough of that for both of us. Um <laughs> you're kind of one of those people or you're not, I think.
0: Yeah, my Paul complains, he loves to complain, but I'm I like, get, leave it, I leave get it. Yeah. Yeah. So you never complained about anything.
1: What does get you go? Is
0: it I mean I suppose if you're touring, the last thing you need is someone talking loudly in the next room or staff. Yeah. But I suppose when you're on holiday, when was the last time I complained? Well, I tell Paul to complain because oh, Alan Carr's so nice, isn't he?
1: Yeah. That's His the thing. If you're such mean... an
0: arsehole, I'm yeah. like, yes, I love the sound of people shouting loudly outside my window. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the thing. If you're in the public eye, you don't want a bad reputation. Do no, and you? then
0: word spreads round. Oh, yeah. that Melanie well, oh, yeah. what a cow!
1: You're right. On holiday, I'm a lot more relaxed. If I'm working, noise is the only thing. Because like, mm-hmm. if I need a good night's sleep mm-hmm. for a show the next day, I don't want to hear course. noise. Yeah. Um, i've got another funny story actually noise story and this isn't a very swish hotel i think it was a very basic hotel i was up somewhere in scotland and there was actually a fight outside my door and i'd i think i'd done some awards and then but the next day i was getting the train straight back to london and i was sitting in for zoe ball on radio Two. Oh yes and it was the first time i'd Ever done live radio, I was cacking my pants, right? And so I'd done this thing and I couldn't sleep anyway. And I just nodded off, (laughs) and there's this massive bang. There's a fight in the corridor, and they literally, like, yeah, crash into my bedroom door (laughs) and, uh, yeah, completely woke me up. And they they got carted off. I think the police came and everything. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want to stop drinking. (laughs) So you're touring next year. Yeah, Melanie C. I am. What are you going to do in the meantime?
1: Okay, well, I have been booked for some festivals. Oh, fantastic. Which are uh, later in the summer. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's still feeling nervous to yeah, how things are going to yeah, go.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. so a few things in the UK. I've got a couple in Europe. I'm unsure to whether they'll happen. So a few shows here. But other than that, as the wait is going to be so long until I get back on stage with my band, I think I want to release some more music. Yeah, yeah. to go back into the studio. Just yeah. keep it fresh, you of know? Of course, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um... Yeah, just just keep making stuff and, yeah. you know, you, you have to keep people interested, don't you? I don't want the, the album did so well, yeah. I don't want it to just, like, fade away. No, no,
0: no, and you're such yeah. a great live performer that oh, you, you, you you deserve, it deserved that album deserves yeah, totally. to be played live.
1: Yeah, we did the live stream, which was amazing, but it was kind of bittersweet because it was like, we rehearsed, obviously, as you would for a tour, yeah, yeah. you do one gig and you're done. So, um, yeah, we're gagging to get back out there.
0: Well, I'll be there for you. Will be there. <laughs> overload. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great um,
0: life. Now, please allow me one Spice Girl question. And I'm not going to do that one about the bloody fucking reunion because ever since you were on Friday night, everyone has asked you that. <sighs> but this is a travel perspective. Yeah. Wannabe the video. Now, you've said, I'm not being a bitch. You've said it yourself. Very mm-hmm. cheap. <laughs> and then the next one. This is, what, this is the thing I'm intrigued about. Now the next video was it say you'll be there. Yeah. Now what happened? Obviously wannabe was this global smash. Yeah. That video, there were two, there were two separate things. So that say you'll be there was so high tech, yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Was you woohoo when they said you'll go is it Mah- Mahavi? Mojave Desi, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. In in California. Um
0: that must have been a happened... big deal for you.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know, obviously. When the Spice Girls, when we were, we were signed by Virgin Records, but mm. there was a little bit of a, a bun fight for the Spice Girls. Yeah. There was a real buzz around the band and the music that we yeah, were yeah. making. And so I think there was a big budget in place. But obviously, yes. with, the, with the first single, yeah. you're going to hedge your bets a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, of course. And um, although Wannabe looks very cheap, it probably wasn't that cheap, no. to be honest. Um, it was no, I feel bad now, but I think you said it. Was oh, it yeah, I say someone it. Someone said it, it yeah. was cheap. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks cheap, doesn't it? don't feel it does look fun. a bit cheap. alan <laughs> <laughs> to be honest people have said worse things about the spice girls don't worry about it it's fine it really is fine so so we did that video and you know the thing is about wannabe it is ramshackle it introduces the spice girls we are ramshackle to this day yeah. you know well some of us more than others but um but that was quite groundbreaking as a video because it was all done in one shot And that was the first time that had been done in a music video, so that's pretty cool. But then when we went on to do the second single, obviously Wannabe had been a worldwide smash. Yes, yes. and we were working with Virgin Records in the US at that point, Mm. so it was became you know throwing everything at it. Yeah,
0: that's all I know because I just the 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 difference in you know. Quality of the video is like wow. From a travel perspective, what's the yes. Mojave Desert like?
1: It was from what I can remember. Obviously, it was a crazy time. Yeah, and we stayed in a, a little motel, so like the kind of the accommodation was quite shabby. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, you know, obviously, the the location was incredible. So yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, my memories of that time are a little bit blurry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember it being so exciting. Yeah, yeah. It was. um Wow, you... it was. It, you know, we always felt like "Wannabe," the first single. You know, people are going to love it or hate it, but we felt very excited that we had great music to back it up. Yeah, like yeah, say you be there, yes, being the second yeah, single.
0: Yeah, fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Please refrain from backflipping along the aisle of the airplane, please. Quick fire round, are you ready? I'm ready. Street food or a la carte? Street food. Sunrise or sunset?
1: <gasps> sunset.
0: Hammock or Hilton?
1: Mm, Hilton. <laughs> Uncomfortable. I know you can't get comfy on him, and then they leave you with like waffly bum. Yeah, oh, My,
0: and then when I mean when you roll over and your back fat's still hanging through the hole. Ugh. Uh-huh. At mile high member or non-member? Oh,
1: non-member.
0: <laughs> nudist or not on your Nelly?
1: Oh, not on your Nelly. And you have you
0: skinny dipped? Even I've skinny dipped, and your body's amazing.
1: I I don't know whether I have. I've been on a nudist beach with Mel B. <laughs> Oh. Which won't surprise you. <laughs> no. um, oh, what I mean, that sand, good talk. I tell you what, though, with a body like that, why not?
0: Well, I mean, why
1: not? I, d- I think I might have, I might have braved going topless. I think we went on holiday to Maui, or the five of us, oh, and it was before we released Wannabe, Our manager said to us, "Look, things are going to go crazy. You're not going to have time to do anything. Go and have a fabulous holiday, oh, yeah, and then when you get back, work begins." And it was funny actually because we, you know, at that point we were all, you know, we were all still skinned. We'd done nothing. I mean, I I think we we'd been signing on leading up to that point, you know, <laughs> trying to get work. And then we, you know, we were signed and then things began to change. So we were staying at this like five star resort. Um but we, we literally, you know, a lot of us came from nothing. Yeah. So we were having these experiences and we it was so funny because we had this incredible holiday in this amazing place. And then, for some reason, someone had booked our hotel to one day, but the flight was the the following day, so we rocked up to the airport a day early. Oh, no. And we had nowhere to stay. (laughs) We had no money. (laughs) People
0: don't realise this, do they? Yeah, no,
1: it's funny because this picture cropped up on um, on social media recently of us all we're all sulking and it's because we had to go and find a motel mm. to stay at for one night before we could actually fly home. And we'd just been at this five star hotel for like two <laughs> oh, weeks. No. And then we like so it was like crashed back down to reality. Um but yeah, that was an amazing holiday with the girls before anything. But that's when we went to Anudis Beach with yeah. Melby. And I might have brave, taken my top off, but yeah. I yeah, can't yeah.
0: Do no. Fridge magnet or forget it. Do you get little souvenirs, little trinkets, towels, tea towels? You know what? In I, I hate all that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hold back, love. You tell it. Yeah.
1: I. You know, when you're buying prezzies for people, mm-hmm. like when the kids are little, they'll get a little memento. Get a present <laughs> for your nan, you know, and all that. But I just hate having have all that shit in my house. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 they're funny for a little bit, and yeah. then yeah, Get yeah, straight in the landfill. Yeah. And this excuse me language, tip them or fuck 'em, because sorry. you know you know, <laughs> you know at the end when you um, you give them good service, yeah. I always tip, and yeah, I'm not doing the goodie two but there are yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some
1: mentality thing. I'm never seeing them again. Backham, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, you know, going back to the complaining thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be seen as tight either. I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be a bitch, and I don't want to be tight. Yeah. So I probably overtip yes, people. Yes. So yeah. I get a good reputation. She's oh. so generous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my Paul goes back in the room and then slips his money back in my. No, no.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Honestly, there's so many more holidays, but we need to do a part two. Well, re- yes, let's do a sequel. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you.
1: Oh, it's been so lovely to see you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you for flying Alan Air. If you want to support our podcast, please hit the subscribe button below. (laughs) And don't bother unpacking because we're going away next week.